Yes. So I used to investigate companies and now I watch football players snorkel. What it is, what it do, this is Rambling, your weekly Rams podcast that gives you insight of the team and news from around the NFL. I'm your host and team reporter, Serena Morales, coming at you from beautiful Oahu, Hawaii, where the team will have their second preseason game against the Cowboys at Aloha Stadium. Joining me today, a woman who has spent significant amount of time with the team as of late. She has and will be calling all of the Rams preseason games alongside her Andrew Siciliano and Nate Burleson. You probably know her because she's one of the best writers in the game. She also is a regular on highly questionable around the horn she even took over hosting duties on high noon with another one of my favorites Dominique Foxworth and while she is taking the time to come on the Rams podcast she also has a podcast the Mina Kimes show featuring Lenny if that hasn't given our guest away without further ado Lenny everyone (laughs) wow Mina What's happening, thank, girlfriend? Thank you so much. Or mahalo. I feel like we're contractually obligated to say mahalo. Or people in Hawaii are. Like yeah, every, they have to. Every ABC store. E- oh, yeah. Oh, every ABC store you've been to. Oh, I love ABC yeah, stores. Yeah, th- and there's like four on every corner. Look at us talking lingo. I know. Little, you guys have been lingo. here a lot longer than me. We have for like five years. Five days or six days. Wow. Who knows? We're not counting anymore. It's almost training camp. It's just all over. Um, so... Uh, welcome and um, Mahala and all of those things. Um, you've been to a handful of uh, games now, right? But you haven't really been in the booth for yes. an NFL game. So please tell me now that I have you here wow. in front of a microphone, what has this whole thing been like, Mina? Yeah. Well, well, so I'm about to call my second game. I guess by the time this comes out, I may have already called my second game since it's Saturday, and it's been a it's been a wild experience. I, as, as you so graciously laid out my resume, um, <laughs> am primarily you know a commentator, an analyst, or not a commentator, I'm an analyst. I am our studio shows, most of which aren't live, uh, and it's certainly nothing like being in a game. Although you know, with preseason by the end of games, it does feel a little bit like sports radio, which I have done a lot of at ESPN. Uh, but it, it's been really interesting, not only the experience of being in the booth and commenting on the game, but also getting to know a team really deeply, because that's not something I get to do a lot at ESPN, being a sort of a national analyst. I know all 32 teams, I think, kind of more shallowly. And You're so uh, shallow. Yeah, I am really shallow. <laughs> Speaking of shallow, did you see the Rams snorkeling? Out on the cove today. I literally was there. You were in the water. Oh, Matt right. was not there. the Rams. The cheerleaders? No, Johnny no. Hecker went out. Oh, special he, teams really? went out there, right here. There were oh. not just special teams. I saw offensive linemen. Damn. The, they, you know, they, they are, float. They, yes, I was just about to say they are really built for it. Just like, in this little lagoon over here. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I we ran into Daryl Henderson, who did not seem very interested in getting in the water, but a lot of the guys. We're out there and, uh, you know, kind of screaming whenever they saw something. So it looked like a lot of fun. That's are, adorable. Are, are you a snorkeler or a scuba person? Um, snork. I, I'm neither to answer your question. Probably snorkeling because it seems chiller and a little less scary. Um, I kind of feel the other way, though. I feel like it's almost really? easier with scuba. Once you get over the initial, like, sure fear of being underwater, you're yeah. just floating around. 
Well, that's a good metaphor for what it's like to be in the booth, Serena, to bring it back to your question, because I kind of feel like I am just floating. <laughs> I had to get in the water and, and then started floating. But luckily, I had the assistance of probably the best lifeguard slash play-by-person, play-by-play person. Play-by-person. Professional commentator in the house. <laughs> um, on planet Earth, and Andrew Siciliano, who I, after our first game, I texted him, thank you for point guarding. You were the Steph Curry. Word. Of play-by-play guys. Yeah. Wonderful human being. He's too. a Syracuse guy. No, like, I'm just shouting him out for no reason. Sure. Um, was there something that you were kind of, you know, you don't really know everything until you know it, right? You don't, until you put the, the whole wise. thing on. Yeah. Yes. Me and my wise uh, words here <laughs> coming at you strong. What was the thing you were like, oh, crap. Yeah. I could not, no one could have told me that before I went into this whole situation. Well, I definitely figured out quickly, hey, Mina, watch the refs. Um, don't talk as they're coming out to explain penalties. It's really not a great thing to do. So that I did that a couple of times. I, I actually, I didn't talk over them, but I came to a hard stop. You know, I'd say something like, Oh, wow. And that's Landis Durham, uh, you know, and then he, great undrafted. Oh. And then the ref would explain, you know, something. And, and then, okay. Yeah. I, I, I stopped doing that. I started keeping an eye on them. That's good. All yeah. right. So now anyone who is going to be in a booth, don't talk over their Don't refs. worry. I remember my first, I did uh, some play-by-play radio and color stuff in college. Nice. And my first game was a women's soccer game. And I was like, I've been watching Premier League soccer for like, two years but yeah. i i'm not gonna say no when somebody asked me to do that and right. i <laughs> i completely froze out oh, there no. everything every play was great yes great play <laughs> great pass yes you start using the same words yes. yeah. too i what the saurus could be utilized Gosh. in this i know i know they're really great you pre, you develop a appreciation for the vocabulary of the great color guys I, I i did work in a few jokes which i felt pretty good about this is great you know yeah. this is great how many times can yeah. you say great on this thing just push one of those it's buttons great which one? Oh, we're going right into it i mean we might oh, as well okay we're going right into it then we got serena's wow. social segment of the episode might as well do it right okay. now start and out strong it is national tell a joke day T- so today yeah today, today is national you just said you had day. jokes so Okay. We're skipping around on the pod. Hey, Serena. Yeah, Mina. Is that dress made of felt? Uh, no. It is now. <laughs> I just touched her. It's the audio. Yeah, it works it was, better it was, as a visual weird to like, joke. I was like, felt oh, it. She, okay. Yeah, she's I know. I had, to, I had over. to explain it, but we get it. people okay. laughed. Serena? Uh, probably. Do sprinters eat before a race? No. Right? No, they fast. Oh, delivery could have used a little. Yeah, you kind of. All right, I got to. I got to back up. I got to back up. Did you hear the rumor about butter? No. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to spread it. It's good. Okay, it's good. What do you call a cow with no legs? I don't know. Ground beef. Oh. All right, let's go back to football. Twisted. I'm going to use these tomorrow. Um, Good. Make sure you use those during our second preseason game against the Cowboys. If you find a way to work, if you can find a way to work in spreading butter, fast, yeah. fasting sprinters. Yeah. And cows with no legs. Yeah. You might be the greatest broadcaster of okay. all time after two games. That's a challenge that I won't accept, <laughs> but I appreciate it. A challenge that was accepted. Hey, <laughs> Todd Gurley got a cat. 
Oh, I saw that. You yes. did. This is the content you want, Mina. I loved that. And I'm not a cat person at all. I'm a dog person. Okay. Um, but I, I, my friend Sam Alaport, ESPN, did that segment with Todd Gurley where he talks about, I think, I think he did it. Yeah, yeah. I love cats. So I was clued in. I knew, you know, I had a sense of his cat affiliation, his desire to be a cat dad. Um, and then this video came across my timeline and I, the two things struck me about the video. One, who do you think put the bow tie on that cat? Cause it wasn't girly. No way he puts that bow tie on. Whoever procured the cat for him, I guess, presented it to him with the bow tie. Is it a clip on like just right onto the leash or is it right. like it's full nah, on it's bow tie? A, if it's a Todd Gurley cat, it's had to have had it, you know, so fixed, prestigious. Right? Yeah, yeah, like yeah, elite. Yeah. Um, and then my other question is, so the, the video is actually in two parts. There's like a jump cut, right? He's holding the cat and then there's like a quick cut and he's got the cat's paw up and does a voice for the cat, which as somebody who co-hosts a football podcast with her dog and at the end asks a question in the dog's voice, it's kind of stealing my bit. <laughs> wow. It's okay. It's, I'm, not, I'm not like, it's a cat, so it's a little different. It's different, right. Okay, so uh, you're know. working in beef. Now we just got to get to oh, the end. You got the beef. Gurley is, is a runner on the ground. Ooh. So I think you've already completed one challenge. Okay. We'll give it to you. We'll give it oh, to you even through the podcast. I didn't even think about that. We didn't, we didn't even we're know gonna we were going to talk about that. the cat on the broadcast. We are going to talk about okay, the cat. Good. And we've been soliciting names right Does now. Does it have a name? It doesn't have a name. No, he hasn't announced it. Right now, the leader in the clubhouse is Todd Purley the fourth. Oof. Strong. That's strong. That's good right there. Yeah. yeah so... The, the cat definitely came with the bow tie. Might have been born, I think, with the bow tie on. Like really? he was like, didn't know that was possible. I'm but. sure Todd Gurley, if he's gonna find any cat, he's like, oh, you know what? This is why it took so long so, to get a cat. Right. I need to find one that's come ready to go. Yes, he's a stylish man. Two, the whole voice thing. Really, I was like, wow. I mean, I know that took it to the next level for me, Todd. And the voice. I loved it. I, it's everything. I need a presser with that voice. Hey, yeah. Just hey. <laughs> Todd can ask his own questions Cat with that voice. Cat looks so angry about having <laughs> the pod. We don't need anyone. What if he brings it to, that would be amazing. If he, because, you know, he's not the most loquacious guy at the pressers but if the cat was up there i feel like sometimes people have a like they're more inclined to yeah answer along it's like how nfl players sometimes i found in when interviewing them there are some certain guys who tend to be more quiet are more talkative if you ask them about their teammate absolutely you, Serena, you know you, yeah you're always doing these interviews on the field so you know they love talking up their dudes or commenting so maybe if the cat was like a medium for or intermediary rather yes. for him could lead to some really great interviews right dear cat girly you know what do you yeah. think of Todd him the first um, right yeah. thank you uh what do you think yeah. of him playing yeah. in the first game against right. the carolina panthers oh well. yeah yeah maybe the, the you're cat. just gonna have to see him wow <laughs> cat maybe. could play cat. like a change of pace like a, a, a cat back instead of a scat back oh you know what I'm just saying? man i know yeah. that's good Oh, Mina, I'm I really... I missed that opportunity, but you that, did. You I did it for you. One. Yeah. Um, okay, so Todd will not be on the field. He's actually not in Hawaii, actually, <laughs> nor is his cat. Maybe that's... He has to take care of some cat duties. But we're looking at depth charts right now, right? Oh, yeah. And you are all about those charts. Let's, yes. You got your cheat sheet going. Yes. Who are some guys that pop last week against the Ooh. Raiders that you can kind of be like, okay, we're getting ready for tomorrow's game. Right. So, obviously... 
Taylor Rapp, mm-hmm. who I think was the like SoCal something the other player of the game. Yeah. Um. So I watched a lot of him in Washington. I'm a Washington Huskies fan. And you uh, and Demarco, so just all our me, Demarco, our Kevin, Demoff's a Huskies fan. And so I've seen a lot of him gains in college. Who also, by the way, would be another guy I highlighted um, as playing pretty well. He didn't have as many snaps I thought maybe expected, and he's kind of locked in a competition for nose tackle mm-hmm. with Sebastian Joseph Day, who's uh, was the starter. And, and I'd like to see a little bit more of Greg this week. But back to Taylor, it, it was you saw a lot of what you saw out of him in college, which he's such he, he's so good at, I guess. He's amazing at stopping the run, tackling in space, but also just reading the quarterback and taking the right angle every time. And also situational football. There was a, a tackle he made on third down just short of the sticks. And, and when I say, it just reminded me of something I saw a lot of, out of uh, Taylor in Washington. So I was, it was just great to see that. Um, also, uh, so Greg, I thought was excellent. Okay. Um, Greg Gaines. Were, Greg Gaines. Sorry. Yeah. No, Look at me. We're just so at first. Casual. We're first name basis so now. Ca- I did that during the broadcast. I was like, yeah, you know, between Bryce Hager and Micah. And, and then I was like, oh my God, I don't know him. What am I doing? <laughs> you know, Micah. It's kind of a balance too, because some Bricey. people, some people doing? always say both first and last name. And some people exclusively say last name. Right. So you want to say first and last the first time. I feel yeah. like, and then you can say, you know, right. Um, Cause you know, I don't really know him. But back to the guys who I thought played really well. Um, so Kaderil Hodge, obviously who, who flashed a ton in preseason last year, mm-hmm. um, really only played in the first half, but it seems like the competition for fifth wide receiver between him and Mike Thomas, who was a guy coming out of camp, just heard a ton about it got a pass from Bortles early on, but that's really heating up. Mm-hmm. Um, so those two guys jumped out to me. I thought John Wolford, the, yeah one, two, three, fourth quarterback out of uh, Wake Forest and also the AAF who really lit it up there. Uh, Looked really good at the end of the game and hopefully we can see a little bit more out of him. He saw some spurts with Simba Yeah, and also his Wake Forest buds were on the field. Bachman and Matt Coburn, the running back. So he jumped out to me. Gaines, I thought, you know, just you saw him. He's such an interesting player because he doesn't, really have an array of pass rush moves and he's I'm trying to describe a flattering way to describe how he's built he, it, we he, don't need to it's he, okay he's not like he doesn't look like an athlete <laughs> but then you watch the game and the dude's always in the backfield he's incredibly disruptive and, and to be able to see him do it at the next level I thought was really impressive because I really like to get that sort of pass rushing production out of the nose tackle for sure position with Sue gone so he's another guy who jumped out of me and then finally sorry I know this answer is really long um, a bunch of the linebackers, man, a bunch of the guys who were undrafted or drafted an interesting late, pack there just yeah. popped. I mean, it was great to see Dakota Allen come out the field because I know he's been injured, but Natrez Patrick, yeah. Josh Carraway with the sack. Go Frogs. Just, <laughs> yeah, right. TCU's oh. finest. And, um, you know, guys who with uh, Justin Lawler and Oboe out with injuries, there's actually, I think, some opportunities there. So it was interesting yeah. to see those guys flash. All right. So those are guys we can look forward to during the preseason where, as they're trying to make that 53-man roster situation going on. Um, some news from around the NFL. Zeke Elliott. We're mm-hmm. going to play the Cowboys yeah. uh, in Aloha Stadium for a second preseason game. He will not be there. Um, he's holding out for some big money. 
And he's also hanging out in Mexico. And it, it seems to be working for him that he's in Mexico. I don't know if you've seen his weight loss. Mm-hmm. He's had, he has abs. So some, some say just keep him in Mexico. Could this ever be a contract in the NFL where you're like, you just train in, Mex- in another country, you come back for Sunday, we're good to go. Yeah. I've never lost weight when I've gone to Mexico. Right, what's happening? Personally, the food is way too delicious, and the margaritas are too amazing. Um, credit to Zeke. Uh, that's a, That'll be interesting for this game, just because his backup, Tony Pollard, was Daryl Henderson's backup at Memphis. So those guys know each other. And Tony Pollard was not an every down back at all. In fact, he was more of a wide receiver really in college, but Jerry Jones has been talking him up, I think for mixed reasons. Um, sure. I think he probably likes him as a player, but I also think they would like to, you know, not pay Ezekiel uh, as much money as I'm sure he would like to earn. So that's uh, going to be a fun storyline for the game. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know when we actually see Zeke in a uniform, Yeah. but hopefully soon. Yeah, or yeah. for our sake, maybe not. Right? Well, and maybe with those new abs, he'll do the whole half shirt. You can't really. Is do it do like a requirement that in order to hold out, you have to have a six pack? Oh, that's interesting. Ooh. Well, let's think about who's who's been holding a- AD out. totally worked last last season. Yes. Yeah, you're right. Yes, good point. Yeah, great point. And now Zeke, maybe Zeke talked to AD. Maybe Aaron was like, "Yo, bro, you got to get well, some abs. You can't be holding out." Like, Trent Williams no. is kind of holding out in Washington. I yeah. don't think he has a six pack as an offensive lineman, so that he's got to work on that. Do you, yes, O lineman with the abs. Well, Wit. It's terrifying. Wit Wit has a six pack. He has. Abs. He is ripped. really. He's yeah. That's so crazy. Shout you out to how, Big like, Wit. It, it's kind of similar to Ad's where it's like, it's like his what? six pack has a like protective shield and then another <laughs> six pack on top of it. Right. Right. Yes. Yeah. That's Donald. I remember when he, you first started seeing the shirtless pictures, it was just, it looks like, you know, at the beach when there's like a, a wooden cutout of a strong person and you can put your face through the hole. That's what Aaron Donald looks like with his shirt off. Yes. 100%. We should have Aaron you Donald should, t-shirts made. That yeah. sounds like or, a training camp. Little, yeah. Like, people would love <laughs> yes. that. Take a picture of his body or, I mean, you, they're available on the internet <laughs> and do a giant cutout. I would, I would definitely put my face through that. Yeah. 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 That's true. Yeah. Um, you said that the Eagles are going to win the Super Bowl this year. Oh, wow. Yeah. Coming at me hot. Yeah. You're, she's wearing green. FYI. I'm not an No, I'm just, I know. You're Eagles. not even Eagles. I'm in Seattle See? now. I'm like much worse for this but the you, family. But you're given, you're given the Eagles. I like, I think they're good. Yeah. So I'm high on the Eagles. You're on the Rams podcast. We, wow. we got to the FYI. I'm high on the Rams too. So, so what do, what do the Rams need to do differently besides oh, score a wow. touchdown? Does it need to be another year under Sean McVay? Does yeah. it need to be, are there things that you, when you went back and you watched, we'll take you back for a second to the Super Bowl, Super Bowl yeah. in Atlanta. I was there. Okay. We were there. What were things mm. that were like, you know, I wish that I could just pat this guy on the shoulder and go, Hey, if you, if you did this thing, maybe yeah, you would have sure. won that. Yeah. A lot of padding moments. Great. What a thriller that game was. I wish I could relive <laughs> it every day. Everyone needs a little coffee. Honestly, like if you go back and watch watch it with like the dramatic music, it's much really, easier to take in. Like NFL turning point music. Yeah. I, I did rewatch it and my big takeaway was, holy smokes, both defenses were yeah. amazing. Um, you know, what a performance by Wade Phillips. 
defense that was kind of forgotten, right? Because yeah. of the outcome, which is the way football works. It's ridiculous. What a performance by Johnny Hacker also, but oh, that's yeah. neither here nor there. Um, and that's, to kind of go to your question, Serena, that's tough because, again, I thought the defense was fairly flawless in that game. Um, but if we're talking about how do the Rams get back to the Super Bowl, I think there are some steps that the defense could take. You'd like to see some improvements in the run defense, I think. Although, I, really, the run defense didn't, it didn't, they didn't lose many, any, many, any games because of it. But in terms of aspects, I guess, of that unit that could improve, that would be something I'd highlight. You'd like to see more of an outside pass rush in addition to Donald. And I think everything we've been hearing from Dante Fowler at camp suggests that they might be able to get that. So on that side of the ball, those are the couple of things that stand out to me. And the offense is kind of the opposite where, um, they all season long, they were so fantastic until that there was a final stretch of a few games against some difficult defenses. Um, that I would chart up more to the nature of those defenses, the absence of Cooper Cup, and some struggles, I think, on the interior of the offensive line. All those things should change yeah. this year. I mean, not facing difficult defenses, but you got cut back. Um, you're looking at a, a new look inside offensive line that I think could help a lot. But I, and, and then in the Super Bowl, I think a lot of it came down to, I guess, just the coaching of that Patriots defense and what they brought to the table. So I think, you know, Sean McVay, Coach McVay, um, took kind of responsibility for that in a lot of ways. And I am very curious to see, while Matt's checking his phone, my answer is really boring. I'm I'm, running to the rundown. I'm just playing with you. I'm just playing with you. (laughs) Um, I am very curious to see what Coach does this season. If there are, he, he is hinted at some changes, perhaps in the usage of personnel groupings. Yeah. And... There are things we're not going to see in the preseason, probably. Probably but not. But I'm very excited to see sort of the evolution, if it happens, of the Sean McVay offense. For sure. Because we've got a lot of, a lot to use the word weapons, but we have a lot of guys on offense yeah. that could be utilized. A lot with, of mouths to feed. I yeah. mean, Henderson, we're, it's going to be great. To, curious to see if they have him and Gurley on the field at the same time mm-hmm. in heavier sets. Uh, Gerald Everett's a guy who really popped to me in camp. I just when I saw him practice, I was kind of blown away. And I got to think perhaps towards the end of the season, they did use a little bit more 12. So maybe we'll see both those tight ends on the field as well. For sure. Due to the amount of injuries, and thankfully the Rams haven't experienced a lot of these, but we see them pop up around this time sure. of the year. Chargers specifically, re- and recently saw Derwin James and Awful. Keenan Allen right get hurt. So let's talk about a yes-no maybe situation. Okay. Zero, two, or four plus preseason games. I'm going to give you zero. Okay. Yes, no, or maybe. For for zero preseason games, what would you say? Oh, like how the, many they should yeah, play? Yeah, what do you wow. think? Wow, okay. She was like, oh, you put me on the spot three times now, Morales. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, we'll start zero. I've been hearing, yeah, so I've been hearing around the league a lot of guys want two because they increasingly there's this belief you don't really need to play the starters at all. Your coach might have had a role in popularizing that notion. Um, but, you know, in terms of valuing the players our at coach. the end of the uh, <laughs> You're on our team now. I know I'm not. It's still preseason. Matt, I'm not in the rally. I'm just like a second cousin. Matt looked at Mina like, our coach. Yeah, your eyes kind of got a little twinkly there. Um, no, I'm not even a second cousin. I'm like a, an in-law visiting. And like a, everyone's like a little suspicious of... Um, I'm not in the Ramley. Um, 
But yeah, I think two is something, you know, but no one wants to play 18. None of the players want to play 18 and all the kind of suggestions thrown out are a little bit wacky. Um, one thing that does have my curiosity that has been thrown out is expanding the playoff field instead of adding a regular season game. So there's some interest in that if you cut down the preseason. I think oh. that there might be a compromise there. Okay. So yes to two, zero, yeah. no, four or more. Nope. Well, Maybe. I mean, four is the current. Certainly not more. I'll say that. <laughs> no more. Yes. Just keep it at four. Or Do you worry it. that like expanding the field makes it kind of like the NBA where you don't need to be the like best of the best like weren't there yes and forgive me i'm not a basketball fan but weren't there like teams in the playoffs with well just so above the problem with the or? nba is because of the conferences you end up it's lately been the eastern conference with like very much weaker and like the orlando magic or whatever um so a lot of people think it should be unseated but there's travel issues with that right so, which we're just once a week. Um, okay, wrapping up here. Andrew Siciliano mm. shared an Uber back with me to the hotel from practice today, and he knew the words to the Taylor <laughs> Swift song on the radio, You Need to Calm Down. What is the song oh. that you should be embarrassed about, oh, but boy. you are not? That I know the words to. Yeah. Okay, let me look at my running list. Ooh, there's some really, okay. Oh, I already know what it is. There's oh, one on my running list. I was like, you list. should just know it, right? Okay, so the first song on my running list I'm not embarrassed to is Enter Sandman. That's how wow. I start running. That's um, Respect. But the last song is I'm not proud of. Yeah, this, go for it. It's Katy Perry's Roar. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, I'm not. And that's one where if you see me in the gym and I'm mouthing the words, I would be really embarrassed you work out to that song it's a great workout song and you yeah and you. it gets you like pumped and motivated matt you got an embarrassing song uh well so there's there's multiple parts to this so i'm really bad at listening to like pop music and the radio so i know i have no idea what's out what's there. out there until like you're missing out yeah so and then my uh, like most of my favorite songs are like there aren't lyrics yeah and so I don't have mm. to worry about them. But also I'm really bad at remembering lyrics because I'm more of the music guy. Yeah. Okay. So aside from all of that, I used to be a lifeguard in like when I was 15, Here we 16. Go. Now we're talking. And they played the same station okay. on Pandora every single week for like two years. What was the station? I, it was just some Pandora pop, pop, some oh, pop, pop. hits. I'm just trying to figure out and, where you're uh, going. Yeah. Bulletproof by LaRue. Oh. I think it's <laughs> going to be good. my one. Bullet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or titanium. Okay. Oh, that's a good one too. They were, oh my gosh! At least like four I'll times. Do, 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 do. You're the Great one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Um, I'll add. So Casey Benton, our team doctor, um, has often somehow gotten broken into song to Selena Gomez's "Back to You." Oh, so yeah. I have started listening to that song. Every single day because it's stuck in my head. So mm. it's a song that I should be embarrassed, but I'm not really because I'm like, ah, I love Casey. So she's got bangers. Right. She totally has bangers. You have to be embarrassed. Yeah. So if not for football, Ooh. then what? This is how I like to end the podcast off. You're in football. You have been like, around what, the game What would for I be long. doing what with my life? What would Mina Kimes be up wow. to? Well, I'd probably be in my old job, which is what I did before I started working at ESPN, um, which is I was a investigative reporter and I covered business and Wall Street and that sort of thing. So you go back to the back to the roots. Yes. So I used to investigate companies and now I watch football players snorkel. Which I mean, could we even compare the I two? I know. My life is much more meaningful now. 
perfect. And that is it. Our third episode of Ramblin' in the Books. Thank you for watching Football Players Snorkel versus <laughs> Investigate Fortune 500 Companies. Mina, appreciate you having on. Mahalo. Mahalo.